This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, the, the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go! Welcome to Seattle Overload. The Seahawks uh, Week 7 News Roundup and Chat with Ty. Ty, what's up? How are you feeling about the Seahawks? I'm feeling great about the Seahawks, actually. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're more or less tied for the division lead because, I mean, the 49ers tiebreaker doesn't actually get settled until the second game they play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm feeling great about this team, and I'm feeling even better about this team considering what's going on in uh, Denver. But we'll get to that a little bit later. No, no, you, you tease. I, I, I know, I know you want to talk about that. You no, 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 I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. I, I really do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, I'm obnoxiously hoping to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) You obnoxious piece of shit. Uh, Camden uh, said, "Ty, I told you. Yeah, you did. You did tell me. Uh, And it was exactly what I said, too. It was exactly what I said. It was the same exact thing that I told you was going on, more or less. But Camden, um, you know, were were you pinning that on me? Like, were you pinning it on Ty? Kind of these, uh, you know, everyone can say we'll be late, right? Like, wow, well done. You, you, You called it. But did you go out there on a on a limb and and predict why, you know, natural disasters, um, you know, all that stuff? Mm. I, I'd next time I'd like to see a bit better stuff from you, Camden. Anyway, <laughs> Sidney Jones, cornerback for the Seahawks, uh, left cornerback, the presumed starting left cornerback heading into this season was uh, supposedly put on the trade block according to Jeremy Fowler this past week. Which, you know, as I said, he was the presumed starter. Obviously, Mike Jackson's come in. He's been okay. He hasn't given up a deep touchdown for quite a few games or at all, really. Uh, He stayed on top of things. You know, there's been some costly penalties every now and again. but And they've sort of sprinkled in Sidney Jones of all of that. But Ty, does this news surprise you? Or are you thinking kind of makes sense? You know, he's scheduled to make over $3 million this year. The tight up against the cap. Yeah, I, I, it does surprise me a little bit because it doesn't seem like they've really settled 
on left corner yet because like you said you know sydney's been sprinkled in there we've seen mike jackson i kind of wonder what this means for trey brown because mm. he is eligible now to come off of the uh the pop mm. and I, I i i wonder if maybe this means that he's close and they actually think that he can get involved um because i mean like like you said you know jackson hasn't been bad but he also hasn't been particularly great either so i don't know why they would feel suddenly just comfortable with rolling with him for the rest of the season so yeah to me this either means that like there's like some positive news on trey brown or they're just kind of over it with sydney right (laughs) like that 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 feels like it's like one of the two right Mm. Or maybe they've just gotten enough like interest from other teams and they think that they might actually be able to get something decent for him. And they just want to take advantage of that. Yeah, like, you know, he played uh, he, he played in the last game. He played 15% of defensive snaps, which is only 11 snaps in total. But, yeah. you know, I viewed that more as them trying to continue the, uh, you know, the weird sort of competition they're having out there. But then maybe it was to showcase him. Like, it's a bit odd. Uh, Jones, obviously, you know, he came in and the brief action he has had, he's looked very rusty. And I know Griff is a big fan of his, particularly, uh, especially, you know, from 2021's tape. I, you know, I wasn't as probably positive about him as Griffin, but, you know, he came in, he did a job, uh, filled in when when he could uh, and did well. But the defensive scheme, there wasn't that much middle field you know, close, so that's like cover three, cover one. And this year, they're running a lot of, of uh, like, match cover three where the corners are basically playing man-to-man on their ultimate guy from uh, often from an off-coverage alignment, and Sydney's looked a step behind on that. My point is, it's been a bit more difficult this year with this kind of defensive scheme. And so his adjustment to that's interesting. And then I'm thinking, well, okay, yeah, what does it mean for Trey Brown? I'd like to get to that, but also... You know, has Artie Burns won this competition or is it simply, you know, Artie Burns one is more familiar with with, with the defense, but two, you know, Jones, $3.5 million. Well, actually, let's, let's actually read that right. He He's earning $3,560,000 this year, according to over the cap, which is 1.6% of the cap, whereas Artie mm. Burns is earning two million and thirty-five thousand dollars, which is zero point nine percent of the cap. Is it simply that zero point seven percent difference between them, or you know, Mike Jackson's played like pretty good? Like, ha- you know, he had that rough out, uh, rough showing against the uh, the Falcons, where you know it's welcome to the NFL mm. kind of. I know he's he's uh, technically not a rookie, but. You know, he's basically a rookie starter at cornerback, right? It's welcome mm. to the NFL where it's like, oh, <laughs> Drake London, Kyle Pitts, mm. congratulations. You know, there's been a few of those moments. But I think as he's sort of getting down the scheme, getting out confidence, he's kind of just there. Like, obviously, Tariq Woolen's really kind of outshining him. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, so... In that sense, Jackson doesn't have it that easy because anyone opposite Tariq Woolen is going to look a bit slower and you're going to be like, well, why haven't they been able to, you know, burst to that route? Why haven't they been able to drive on that football? But, you know, he's he's been fine. And then Trey Brown, well, 
I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's right. Like Carol said, he was running a few weeks ago. Did we, we haven't had a status update on him since, really. Yeah. Yeah, since, uh, what was it, October? I think it was October 1st was mm. the day that, that he mm. talked about it. So that's been 20-ish days, and now we're past the week six part. Uh, so he can come off the pop list. Um, we'll just have to see. Uh, but yeah, like I didn't even... Uh, you know, I didn't even mention Artie Burns there uh, as well. So I maybe it's just a matter that they just they think that their depth is good enough uh, with, with Jackson and, and Artie, and then they think that you know Trey can eventually uh, get involved here, and that's just really what it comes down to. And I guess they have like some level of confidence that they can get something decent for Sydney, yeah, Fifth, six something like that. Yeah, I, I guess. Like, I don't really see what you gain when you when you have. Uh, well, obviously, I don't see what you gain. Like, I'm not sure if it's worth doing for you know day three pick. Like, just keep the dude on your roster, and you know have have good depth. Like, maybe he's asked to be traded because it's like, okay, I was starting last year, I was playing well. I took this one year deal to try and build on my you know good season to then get a bigger payday here or elsewhere and now i'm just not playing it i mean it, it, again it could be that simple as well so and yeah I, i'm not sure we expected this but anyway and then there's the question of is trey brown in this defense is he more of a nickel and is he kind of competition for a kobe bryant type rather than a left cornerback type and uh you know again hopefully he's athletically uh, a similar player but that's a tough injury and he was known for like his rare kind of burst and twitch out of breaks and mm, yeah <laughs> hopefully it's still there yeah hopefully yeah because we you know the patella tendon injuries those are the gnarliest we saw jimmy graham come back from that he wasn't really the same so will disley come back from that wasn't really the same so you know it's uh it's a pretty brutal injury to come back from. So especially for a cornerback, someone that's as twitchy and as, uh, you know, as fast as he is, um, it's going to be interesting to, to see what he looks like now. And if that version of him can actually contribute right out of the mm. gate, like that's a lot to ask of a guy. And that's, you know, obviously why they're taking it, you know, really, uh, really slow with him as well. Cause it's, uh, it's been almost a full year now. We're, we're getting up there. I think we're at the eleventh month uh, point or something like that from uh, from the injury. Mm. So speaking of Seahawks cornerbacks, rookie fifth round rookie Tariq Woolen was named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So every time the Seahawks have won, they've had a mm. Player of the Week for the NFC. So week one wow. was wow. Was Ties advanced analytics there. There you go, advanced analytics. Totally not because the the Seahawks uh, official Twitter account tweeted no, out no, the no, same no, exact no, thing no, or no, anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. You you nope, were first nope. on that. Weird they didn't compliment you or you know credit you. Like, come on, yeah. what are we doing, guys? Exactly. I mean, you know, to be fair, the Seahawks have misspelled my name several times in their uh, weekly news roundups. <laughs> um, just putting that out there. You know, mm. it's a it's a Z at the end or a Z. Or a Z at the end, not an Thank S. Thank you. Very appreciated. I'm a, I'm, not I'm an a, S. I'm a, I'm, a Z, I'm, a, I'm a Z boy, not an S boy. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about changing it, you know? I mean, I could, but it's a lot of paperwork. It's just too much. So 
yeah, Chinanuosu week one, Geno Smith week four, now Trequel in here in week six. When they're winning games, they're getting like massive performances, massive individual performances. And, uh, you know, Tariq gets another fumble recovery, another interception, his fourth in a row. Does he have all three of, uh, has he recovered all three of Kobe's forced fumbles? I believe He's, Mike Jackson. He at least has may, two. I believe Mike Jackson may have recovered one of them, but I could be off on that. Okay. I know Mike Jackson has two recovered fumbles, right? Because he had the one in Denver and then the one in mm. uh the one in somewhere. Anyway. Um Falcons, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. stat panning works, guys. When he's fourth down, don't don't swat that incomplete. <laughs> Go up and get it. I mean, it it was pretty inconsequential. If anything, it gave a longer field for the Seahawks offense to, to drive the football on, like in, in a, so yeah. can drain the clock. But really good interception, and unfortunately Hollywood Brown got hurt on that. But if you just uh, remove that from the equation, you look at the play before that uh, moment happens, and awful technique from from Hollywood Brown, like so bad. Like he just. Because this guy is like a condor out there. You know, he's got this wingspan. He's so tall. He's so fast. Hollywood Brown just runs wide outside. And Woolen's just like, oh, it's this easy, huh? Like, he doesn't even have to put his hands on him. Then he, he's in perfect position. And then the fact that he's able to turn and look for the football from that pressed up uh, initial starting point, very, very impressive. You know, we saw with like, you know, you should kill Griffins. You know, he tried to do that. He was kind of up and down doing that. We saw how difficult that is. You know, Trey Flowers on the right-hand side, for a better example, perhaps, you know, he again had difficulties turning to locate the football from that position. So mm -hmm. massively impressive. And then, you know, he he goes up and gets the football. And if you, like, get the still shot of, the, of that play, you know, at the moment of the pick, honestly, Woolen looks like the receiver. He's become a hand catcher of the football. And, uh, you know, he didn't, he, he wasn't able to connect with his jam at the line of scrimmage on that play, but... You know, like against your Cortland Suttons, against your bigger receiver types, against receivers who actually try to release a bit more through the dude rather than just running really wide outside. Uh, he he's he's been connecting with his jam. Like for instance, that play against the Saints where somehow they flagged did they call pass interference or maybe it's just defensive holding? Where it's literally mm. as as Carol said, like perfect, perfect press uh technique where you know he's able to reset, get two hands on the dude, uh, keep his feet, you know, uh beneath him and all that good stuff so massively impressive and his ceiling is crazy and you know it's, it leads the nfl in, in in interceptions now with with four and there's no real sign to that stopping like i don't know i i, I you know we had this conversation well maybe last week's show where it's like, is mm. he a uh, is he an all pro? Wait, was that was that what we did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people yeah, are, yeah. you know, like keep it up, <laughs> keep it up. Yeah. As we said, then there's a kind of a gauntlet of receivers. He passed the the Hollywood Brown phase. You know, this coming week, you know, he has Mike Williams. There we go. DeAndre Carter is a burner. That'll be an interesting matchup if they get matched up one on one. Mm. Um. Yeah. yeah, and then you know after the that, Chargers have a lot of big like they should be tight ends, but they're wearing single digits, so you won't yeah. notice. <laughs> yeah, after that, you know, against the Giants, because uh, I think the Giants are the next team up, right? Um, 
there isn't like one no. like guy. Is it not not the Giants? Let me look. And no, see it, no, it, no, no, no. I'm saying there isn't a guy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The there guys, isn't a guy. So uh... But then like DeAndre uh, DeAndre Hopkins with the Cardinals after that, um, and then after that it's you know Godwin and, and Evans with Tampa, and then Devonte. So this is the gauntlet. This is like the real, real gauntlet for Tariq. Um, and we'll see how that goes for him. And and this is going to be the true test to see if like actually he is a real contender for all pro and defensive rookie of the year and all that stuff. Or if, you know, there is still like a lot of rawness that, there that's going to end up getting exposed, which I, I think it could really go either way because he's really starting to grow. And, I you know, I've even heard from you guys that he's starting to to really get the hang of this and is, is putting together some better reps. So um, it's really exciting. It's really I mean, you know. I remember talking to you back when uh, when the draft happened and and they selected him and we were doing this show and you know you guys were talking about like he might not even play this year because he's just so raw <laughs> and now he's oh, like thanks, he's, thanks for that tie <laughs> yeah you're welcome you're welcome but like you know that I think that was like what a lot of people thought too though you know and that um, like I don't think really anyone expected him to start week one and then of course to actually be doing this uh, it's amazing it's amazing for the future of the seahawks and it's amazing for right now he's been a lot of fun to watch no you're right like even pete carroll he was like i this is crazy <laughs> and 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 someone someone in the press conference asked him uh you know why why was he a fifth round pick and pete carroll was like look at his tape <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then he had to sort of like whoa hold on actually let's uh let's try and protect the player here but mm, yeah it was quite funny about that you know, uh, watching the tape, uh, you know, in my Tariq Woolen video uh, titled Tariq Woolen could be the greatest Seahawks cornerback. I need to edit that to be like, will. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do we it, need all it. the clickbait. I was like, I don't think he's going to contribute in year one because he's so raw technique wise that I just don't see how this all fits together. You know, get him in on special teams, have him make an amazing play as well. He's had his amazing special teams play, the blocked field goal. And you know what? I need to be an absolute uh, crazy person and look at the rest of the, like, the field goal block reps, but good to see if, how close he's got on some of them. But I don't recall him standing out there. So, but it'd be interesting to see like if teams are scheming that up a bit to try and prevent him. I mean, really, with field goal block, if you're, if you're just fast off the edge, then it's, it's quite difficult to stop. What's the key is like actually having a good snap because then no one can, not even Tariq Woolen can get there. Yeah. But yeah, his the way he he's clearly because the thing when you're drafting like such a raw athlete, right, is are they coachable and can they pick up the skills quickly? Now development's not linear, so you know maybe he plateaus a bit now. But oh my word, his ability to have learned all of this stuff. You know, he was talking about even like uh, practicing catching with Marquise Goodwin. Really, mm. really impressive to, to you know, have all of that down so quickly. Like, now looks like a natural catcher, like his his catch against the Lions where, you know, it's, it's literally like working on the jugs machine. You can see how it's translated, his, his interception mm. under, undercutting the crossing route. And, you know, some of the plays he gives up on the catches he allows, it is just like in two years' time, you know, if he continues working at it, which why wouldn't he, right? In two years' time, he he makes the play because he understands what he's getting. He's out there still, like, being pretty raw, and yet, in some ways, right, 
and yet you know very polished press technique in increasingly polished uh, coverage from off you know the cover two stuff is still kind of rough like in terms of playing deep to shore looking for the deep route when you've got your butt to the sideline but wow the <laughs> We're we're already seeing some really good stuff, and the potential is kind of nuts. So, yeah, like his UTSA tape to now to his tape now, it's like night and day. It's like watching a completely different player, like same skill set, but like just technique wise and everything that he's been able to learn and apply over the last six or so months is just it's mind blowing what he's been able to do. Like it's just it's unheard of. Like this doesn't happen. Like he's <laughs> I hate to say it, Maddie, but I, I think Tariq Woolen might be built different. There we go. There we go. I, I, I think he is, you know. Like I think we there's, you know, this thing called the combine where where we sort of tries mm. to measure that sort of thing. Uh, I should say um sloppy from me. Pete Carroll said Trey Brown today. He said Trey Brown's a couple of weeks away from maybe. Okay, from I didn't see that either, IR. so that's my bad too. So that I mean, a couple of weeks, I guess, you know, trade deadline is coming up. So that's why you start getting this news about the uh, Sydney Jones. Yeah. Yeah. If you so, can call it news rumors. Well, yeah. So what the deadline's next week, right? Next mm-hmm. Tuesday. Am I right on that? Next Tuesday? I think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Yeah, if Trey's two weeks off and you still have Artie and Jackson, then. Yeah, it makes sense. It lines up. So that probably is what it is. It's just they think that that Trey is going to get back. Trey is basically going to replace Sydney, or Artie is going to replace Sydney, and Trey is going to replace Artie's current role. I guess. Nailed it. Sure. <laughs> that that's that's how my mind was working with that. Well, they're so tight up against the cap, they had to they had to restructure. Um. Gabe Jackson. Yeah, we restructured Gabe Jackson's deal. So and and you know, what I overlooked is when you call dudes up from the practice squad, that is still like taking up more and more cap space. So you can run out and with, with that even those sorts of things. So and with how the running back position is, for instance, where there's they're gonna do a bit of cycling through that potentially. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, if you can get a draft asset out of it, then why not? If 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 the if they foresee that Sydney isn't going to play that much for the rest of the year, then why not get the the draft pick or whatever you're able to get for him? Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right, Maddie. Uh we have No, no. Oh, no, 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 are no. we doing it? Not 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 yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay, okay, not, yet. not yet. Toxic. Not yet. We have <laughs> you're you're so excited. You're being you're being so toxic right now. You're so excited <laughs> to be toxic. Yeah. Uh we got some injuries to talk about. Um, oh, that's that's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh so uh today uh injury report wasn't super full, but there's some notable names on it. Um the uh, Gabe Jackson didn't uh practice again uh with the knee hip thing. Um Artie didn't practice uh Nwosu didn't practice, but that was just uh, rest. Um, but the big one on there is uh, Tyler Lockett. By the way, Al Woods did uh, practice today, just limited. Uh, mm. So hopefully, hopefully he is on the way back. 
Uh, but yeah, Tyler Lockett didn't practice today uh, with a hamstring. And of course, he didn't practice uh, once last week either. So, uh, and he was able to play. So it might not be anything. He might just be getting rest. I know he was on the field uh, today. Um, just wasn't participating. Um, so could be nothing. But given the way that the uh, the Chargers secondary is right now with jc jackson getting benched in the way that it looked especially in the first half on uh, monday that's wild by the way we'll have to talk about that but um you know it'd be nice to have have tyler lockett on sunday that would uh really really help sure sure would be nice huh and interesting in this last game he was taken off of uh, special teams return duties they put dj dallas back for punts and then the Eskridge was on the kickoff uh he he took that role so they're obviously trying to protect him he actually you know it felt like he was a bit limited in the game in terms of like his targets you know what watching the tape back I couldn't really tell to be fair if you hadn't told mm. me I, I wouldn't have known to tell but you know players are always you know are you hurt or are you injured and I think everyone's hurting at this point the fact they've put it on the injury report shows that, you know, it must be pretty interesting. And I'm not sure. I don't know. They they obviously know more, but like surely with a hamstring, like it's only going to get worse. Like It's like uh, when I used to play soccer and, uh, you know, after hurting my uh, groin, taking a, a corner kick, you know, mm. it's not it's not any better like stop taking corner kicks uh, yeah l- like you said before the show you have hamstrings so you can relate here on yeah topic. everyone every uh type correct if i'm wrong but everyone has uh is it, is it three hamstrings right i mean let me let me check one i've got three two i don't have three am i weird Bro, you have you have two hamstrings are, are you okay am i weird yeah, I think so. You should probably oh, get that no. checked out, huh? <laughs> I should, man. I don't think I'll be able to make it for tomorrow's show. Then, sorry, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, you can go. To, you can go to the docs. But what there, you there's do there's bigger things. There's bigger things at hand here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, this is obviously probably the biggest injury to monitor here going into uh, this week because, like I said. Chargers are kind of hurting in the secondary right now because mm. uh, J.C. Jackson has been bad. Just to say, it, he's been really bad after making a lot of money this offseason. He got benched, right. and today in his press conference, he was saying, "I uh, I feel defeated." Have uh, Have you gotten a chance to uh, watch any uh, Chargers tape at all this year? Any tape of their defense? Well, not to uh, not to preempt uh, another discussion that is coming, mm-hmm. but yeah, I yeah, did yeah. watch. I did watch that last game, the tape of it as well, and it was part of the reason I'm so tired. And yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, in the first half, particularly, like what on earth was that? And like lock lockett's a big miss if if he you know if he can't go which we don't have much to think i think he will go right but he kind of is that dude for gino all over the field like he he's short intermediate deep you know over the middle outside the numbers he can run pretty much any route for gino and they seem to have a connection even on like the improvisation plays whereas metcalf you know he's a bigger type his route tree is slightly different. Like if you had 
to pick a player to be missing, particularly against the Chargers style of defense, which is, you know, similar coverages to the Seahawks. You know, I think you're picking. I think you're picking Metcalf, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it would be nice to have a, it would be nice to have Lockett here. Um, hopefully he's doing all right with the, uh, the hamstring injury. Now, Maddie, you know who else is dealing with a hamstring injury right now? Um, anyone come to mind? Uh, hmm. I know. I think the C, well, that's the good thing about the Seahawks, right? They're in a pretty good, uh, pretty good bill of health like touch wood you know all of that good stuff like obviously they've lost their star running back their star strong safety they've had some pretty brutal season ending injuries but in terms of like the injury report this week and the fact they come out of that game with no major news of in- on the injury front that's very positive but uh no not not sure who's who's uh nursing a uh, injury um for the for the seahawks um no not the seahawks. oh not for the seahawks oh no, no not oh, for right, the seahawks okay. not for the seahawks um, why buddy. would you uh, the 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 charges is i thought herbert had a rib mm. thing no yeah he does no you're uh-huh. right about that you're right about that um, i don't think the hamstrings in the in the ribs is it no it's it's not and i don't mm. think keenan allen is dealing with a hamstring injury either no there's uh there's someone that's a, a little Further away from Los Angeles. Oh, oh, state it's, or two um, remove. It's it's is it a real injury and is it real pain? Yes, it is a real injury and it is real pain, um, as uh, as described on Twitter.com. Um, but don't worry, Maddie, because it will heal very soon. Because the person that is injured, this person that is in question, does have Wolverine blood. And therefore, will be able to heal faster than any other human that has ever existed on planet what, Earth. What does that mean, Wolverine blood? <laughs> like he has like the blood of like Wolverine from the Marvel comics. Oh, thanks, hi. <laughs> sure, thanks, <laughs> I hadn't got there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, is Wolverine, I don't know. But you're the comic dude. You know Marvel and you, you, you. What is it? CMU. <laughs> um, <laughs> What does Wolverine have which makes him special? <laughs> Bro, you're muted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know that I was muted. All right, I don't know why CMU got me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna refocus here. I'm just a funny guy, man. Uh, I, I I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, I think he has, uh, as they said here in the, as Christopher here in the comments said, uh, he has russamantium. Um, adamantium. Wolf- actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that he has hilarious. adamantium. Yeah, That's I think so he has funny. adamantium. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's drop the bet. Russell Wilson has a hamstring injury he's got a shoulder injury he uh once upon a time not too very long ago had a finger injury and uh he went he came back pretty quick from that he was told uh it was one of the worst finger injuries of of all time that his uh surgeon in particular had ever seen um and he was given what a four to six week return or six to eight week return something like it that was definitely and he was six like, to eight weeks and i think it should have been eight weeks really 
Yeah. And but he said, No, I'm gonna cut that in half. You can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna come back faster and stronger mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. no time to sleep and nano bubbles. Uh, and it didn't uh work out for him particularly well. I'm just gonna say it. I uh I don't think that he should be playing right now. I really don't. Especially after hearing the tweet that it is a real injury. There is real pain. That sounds like something that he should not be playing through, especially when his team is two and four. Because the worst thing that you can do at this point is make it worse, continue to diminish his health, his long-term health as a football player. And then you go into next year and he's still beat up. I think if you're the Broncos, you have to take this time now while it sucks and the fan base is going to hate it and all that stuff. And you're going to look like big dummies for making the trade and all that. You've made a long-term commitment to him. You got to get him as healthy as possible for the future. Because if you just drive him into the ground, that's not going to help anyone. It's not going to help anyone at the end of the day. So, um, and obviously, you know, we would prefer that they shut him down because like, well, who knows? Well, would we? <laughs> maybe maybe would Brett we? maybe Brett Rippon is is a better option for the Broncos offense right now, considering how things are going. I mean, when I you mean, put up thirteen passing yards in the in an entire second half, and the and ha- and uh, overtime. I mean, there isn't really much worse you can do than that. He was so. three for eleven in the second half and overtime, fifteen yeah. passing yards. Yeah. Or that might have included a two-yard rush, that. But, like, I mean, to me, it's sad because I don't think he should be playing. Even in that game, he couldn't drive the football. Like, the the broadcast narrative was desperate for him to be good, and I understand that. But in that first half, the Chargers just started blowing coverages to the extent that their star, you know, highly paid corner, JC Jackson, mm-hmm. gets benched. And, like, Troy and uh, whoever it is, you know, the other guy, Joe, mm-hmm um joseph joseph yes they they're like oh here we go it's russell baby he's out the pocket this is great just move him out the pocket so easy you know to just do do more of this and and it's like they blew a coverage abysmally and he's underthrown it and okay he can step up in the pocket but a ball comes out wobbly and you're like hmm then he's rolling right and he hits his receive where again kind of a bust from the charges because their their contained rush did not work and and they didn't keep him in the pocket and he takes all of his you know strength to zip that in there to the receiver working back to him and he gets in there and judy takes it off up the sideline but oh my word like in the second half and even in that in the first half he's trying to drive the football and the ball is wobbling like the shot whatever because mm. when it was the shoulder, I was like, oh, it'll be the left shoulder then. Because if it's the right shoulder, how do you go out and play quarterback? <laughs> like, that feels yeah. important. And yet he's out there playing quarterback. What? And at a certain point, the, 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 the real problem in Denver, it's kind of dangerous, really, is the head coach in Hackett doesn't want to get fired, right? And so as soon as he mm. benches Russell Wilson, he'll probably be like, well, I'm getting fired. I have to make it work for Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson is like probably one, he's very competitive, but also, you know, if I sit on the bench, is Brett, <laughs> is Brett Ripian, Ripian going to be better than me? Like, cause right. right now I feel so bad for the Broncos defense. 
Offense, league worst, 1.2 touchdowns scored per game. Defense, league best, one touchdowns allowed per game. Like, what on yeah. earth? Can you imagine? And 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 listen to this. Mike Sander of The Athletic tweeted out, Broncos offensive points per game by starting quarterback since 2000, minimum of three starts. So the leader of that is Peyton Manning, Russ's idol with 57 games, offensive points per game, 28.42, which considering how he fell off at the end, is pretty impressive that he managed to. Yeah. Anyway, Russ is bottom of that list. Six games, 14.83 points per game, below guys like Paxton Lynch, Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, Tim Tebow, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Kyle Autumn, Case Keenum. Even Drew Locke, who is sitting kind of middle, slightly can, like... Can you say that list again for me, Manny? You'd like to hear the names mm-hmm. below? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's below Jay Cutler, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Carl Orton, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Tim Tebow, Brandon Allen, Joe Flacco, Paxton Lynch. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. And the Broncos were 17 to 1, according to Action Network, to win the <clears throat> Super Bowl before the season started. They are now 90 to 1. And I mean, yeah. if you're betting that, you're a lunatic. Yeah, uh, this isn't going to get better, especially with him dealing with the injuries. Now, you know, going back to the Hackett discussion, I mean, couldn't Hackett flip this and use this to his advantage where he's like, well, you can't fire me because I was dealing with an injured Russ the whole time and we weren't yeah. at full strength. Right? But then the like, question's like, well, it's interesting as well because they've got this new ownership group and it's like, they he was just like, yeah, no, we'll extend Russ before the season. And now it's where do they where do they take it now? Do they do they get aggressive and fire their head coach? Are they laissez faire? Are they still working out football and they kind of just leave it? Uh, that will be, uh, you know, it's just it's such a mess. It's such a mess. Yeah, and now they're going to go up against a Jets defense that has been really good. Just shut down uh, a, re- a significantly regressed Packers offense that is performing. I mean, a little bit better than the Broncos' offense, but not that great. Uh, I just, I don't think that this week is going to go particularly well for them. And then, what, they're 2-5 and five at that point. Um, they have the seventh worst record in football right now, which means the Seahawks are currently slated to have the seventh pick in the draft. Um, and so, I think if it continues to snowball, you gotta you got to think about benching about shutting him down this is the thing you know i wrote about this last year when he was dealing with the finger injury that you know when the seahawks were whatever they were like three and eight it's kind of a lost cause this season just shut him down you know don't make it worse and gino was that season like okay it was against the jags but gino was showing promising signs like to Mm -hmm. to his credit griff was like in on gino from that little stretch because there was the process which then continued into the preseason and Russ just came back way too soon. Now, here, I, I do think he should... It's not working. Like, stop. Get healthy. The, the it, That's what's really sad about it. Because, like, again, you know, I said against the Colts. He should go off against the Colts. They're running the Gus Bradley-style defense. There'll be middle field closed opportunities. And he's just flat out, like, missing, like, stuff that... It used yeah. to be his bread and butter, and he's just missing it. And it's like... Okay, so is that the shoulder? Is that just being off? It's probably a bit of both. Then this game, 
like how he he missed that middle uh you know man coverage he like forced it to the wrong side he didn't read read the concept out as designed when they they could have had a touchdown this game he's like missing all of the protection stuff which in Seattle in his last season particularly he he's like not um executing the pass protection scheme properly he's not throwing hot he's not resetting the protection he's not identifying that there's a a pressure coming to the to the uh you know man side of the pass pro where or or even identifying that they're outnumbering one side of the pass pro it's like he's just not playing good quarterback at all in in the sense that it's not even like because they're like okay he's missing throws but also he's flat out um not executing the mental side of the quarterback and and that what happens there is time of possession they were the defense was on the field for 38 over 38 minutes compared to the offense being on the field for 28 minutes does that sound familiar and denver's yeah. offense went four for 14 on third down and they're two and four and you know at a certain point ever you know whatever he's doing there he should get a a head coaching gig if he wants it because their defense playing lights out yeah they've got talent but and yeah you know they're familiar with this kind of uh offshoot of a fangio scheme but he has them playing hard every week they're ferocious they were like a le- legitimately especially with all these circumstances elite defense as i said about you know them allowing one to touchdown a game basically which is really really impressive stuff especially in this yeah. era and yet whew, I don't know. Uh, it's it's you know you have to especially with like a player like Russ who's obviously really wants to play. You got to take it out of his hands, I think, because it's just not like damage limitation. <laughs> the Jets are gonna, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, well, and, and now and I he's obviously better than this. Like I was saying, hmm. I was saying after the Colts game, I think this is his low. Like this is it can't get much worse than this. But you know with the injuries, like with the playing through it, with the not you know, sitting out with the the locker room stuff, which, you know, that's going to get, that will get difficult because you you come up at the podium and you're positive in Russ's way. And, you know, he's less familiar with these new teammates and he's positive after the offense just sucks, right? They just suck. And yet, you know, the defense playing lights out, as I've said, that will, you can't just keep d- doing that. It's not, it's not going to, it's not it's sustainable. Not sustainable. And and yeah. the dude earns, you know, obviously so much more money. Like it's just and and you know, Justin Simmons after the game, we all know what the definition of insanity is. We can't keep doing the same thing week in, week out and think things are going to change. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's starting to rub teammates the wrong way. Like they're actually and they're being, you know, uh vocal about it too. Like I don't know if you saw Melvin Gordon's uh Twitter, but he was like liking tweets about the Broncos should trade him and all this stuff like it's uh it's getting rough there it's getting rough there guys are growing growing tired of it and I think you know for them to just kind of salvage the relationship uh and just kind of salvage you know the long-term uh goal here they need to stop the bleeding and I think the only way to do that is by just admitting Russ is hurt he needs to take a step back here heal up and we got to reset because then you can at least, you know, turn it in. And like I said, you know, with Hackett that, look, we've been dealing with Russ being hurt and all that. You know, we're just not fully healthy. Plus, you know, Garrett Bowles is hurt. So that's made things worse as well on, on the left side. Like, you know, so the 
Um, you know, Tim Patrick obviously uh, had his season ended before it even got going. Um, you know, they've had injuries. They've had a lot of these things. So they can, you know, they can flip it into not necessarily a positive sense, but I, I feel like there is a way here. There is a path here for them to kind of just reset and get things back on track for next year before this thing gets really out of control. But if he continues to play and continues to play like this, and I think as long as he's dealing with injuries, he is going to continue to play like this and the offense is going to continue to struggle unless they completely reinvent themselves and suddenly find a run game. Um, It's just like, it could get really, really bad, like really, really ugly there. And also, you know, if you're talking about like trying to recruit free agents and, and improve this team next year, who wants to join this situation? Mm. You know, who's watching from the outside, especially with all the national attention that this is getting right now? And uh, who who wants to actually sign up for this thing? Well, and Hackett's Hackett's uh, play calling down the stretch that last game, like one okay, positive wise, they found that shotgun running is a good idea, especially with a quarterback like Russ, and they sprinkled in a bit of zone read, and Latavius Murray looked looked good right but Hackett looked terrified of it was like um it was like uh Shanahan sometimes with Jimmy G when he's doesn't pass for no reason it was like screens it was like oh my goodness we can't just drop back here it was like it was like we're only going to pass when we absolutely like actually drop back to pass when we absolutely have to which was like third and long third and medium like (laughs) man (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I, I just, I, <laughs> I don't know what more to say. <laughs> They're 29th in EPA per drive, 30th in success rate, 31st mm. in points per game, 31st in points per drive. They, they I don't know how, like, and again. Wait, there's someone Gus, that's worse in points per drive? Who? I have no idea. That's, that would be, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting to. It has to be like the Panthers or someone like that, right? Like, you'd, oh yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. you know, and and interestingly, you know, Baker Mayfield, Russ, like, what issues are they having? Well, <laughs> they kind of, they kind of look like the same player. Like, <laughs> oh oh no, Maddie, oh no, Maddie. <laughs> well, like Baker plays like Russ, though. but without the athleticism, and that he thinks yeah. he's Russell, and now. <laughs> Russell, like, uh, anyway. Russell doesn't really have the athleticism anymore. And you have, like, Golden Tate tweeting out, like, uh, oh, yeah. correct me if I'm oh. wrong, but the uh, the kid McManus, Brandon McManus, has scored over half of the Broncos' points this year, scoring 47 of their 91 points. Is that normal? And then, like, reminding people that uh, he he was... I was such a criminal for having my opinion that Matt Stafford was the best quarterback he's played with. And you have Luke Wilson on, on Canadian television, which obviously you're familiar with, Ty. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he's great on Russ there. Russ is the way. limited. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, and um, it's true. It is like it's not. It's not catty or petty to like. If you're an analyst, like breaking news here. Like, if you're an analyst, you call it as you see it. And Russ is like, it's bad right now. It's really bad. Um, like I said, obviously he's. He, this is his. Uh, his nadir. Although, you know, that is your lowest moment as if we get out the older thesaurus dictionary, read the definition. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, Mm -hmm. this is his lowest moment, or is it? Because, you know, as we said, if we don't shut him down, I don't actually see how it gets any better. And uh, but anyway, 
you know, he is better than this, but right now it's uh, hard to see the. the He's going to go up sport. against some good defenses as well here in the in the coming weeks so yeah i just and I don't he's know. getting he's like taking absolute pelters from all angles like his dude uh colin coward is out there well i don't think colin like little uh inside the industry i don't think colin personally is doing this but i think someone is like out there certain content has disappeared from his youtube channel or has been edited um and titles have been changed uh, because you know he was pretty big on uh, on Russ and the Broncos, and he was pretty low on on the Seahawks, and uh, that's uh, that's become an interesting situation. It almost feels, and I know like we're only six weeks through the season, but it almost feels at this point, just considering the way that things are going, that it's like all but a guarantee at this point that the highest pick the Seahawks make next April is going to be the Broncos pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Like, <laughs> why not? Yeah. But my, my thing, of thing is, and from an ego perspective, I'd find this difficult. If I, like, if I, if I, if I were Russell Wilson, imagine. Um, how tall is he? Five foot ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. five ten. Yeah, on a good okay. day. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> all right. Matty so, F. Uh, Brown and the F stands for Russell Wilson. The F stands for freaking tall. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Where was I going the, with that? <laughs> why, why are you being so toxic right now, Maddie? Talking about Russell I'm, Wilson. How uh, you dare you utter his name? How dare you? Okay. By the way, if your name is uh, Adrian Frank, uh, I hope I hope that you had your uh, your ears closed during this uh, the segment. Hope hope you had your muffs on. Mm. Sorry, buddy. Sorry be for frank, being obnoxious. Um, and, and yeah, to be frank, uh, we're sorry for being obnoxious. And frankly, obnoxious. we apologize. I don't know where I was going with the Russell Wilson thing, the tool thing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, look, at the end of the day, Russell's in a bad spot. Um, I also hope that he's doing okay because it does seem like he is. He seems pressed. A little like, bit. I would yeah, be pressed. Seemed... Like, yeah. but um... the fact that he he didn't do his little like Broncos country let's ride thing at the end of his last two press conferences, like that's an actual like. I feel like that's an actual sign, like something like he's like this is getting to him. The fact that he, he consciously has just he was giving doing off that. in that in his post game press conference, he was giving off, you know, like the pressed like Homelander, uh, the Homelander like melting down stuff. I was getting that kind of vibe. Like, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully he doesn't shoot lasers out of his eyes at the no, entire press no, room. I'm sure he won't. Hopefully yeah. he, you know. And then you've got all this other stuff where the actual toxicity where people are going at him for like his personality and his family and, and being corny and to, yeah. and it seems like it's actually like a personal vendetta from people where yeah, he's like, like rubbed people that up the wrong way where, yeah, like that's weirdo behavior. Like there's like, <laughs> obviously like what we do joking around, like whatever, I think that's more than fair game considering the way that things went, considering the faults and narratives, dilemmas, etc um but like personally attacking ross uh off the field as a person personally attacking like his wife his kids stuff like that not cool you're a weirdo yeah. <laughs> like if you do that stuff um yeah but then you go back you know you go back to yeah i agree with that just to be clear but you go back to uh you know the the marshall interview of richard sherman where he's clearly <laughs> like 
you know they have to go through his manager to, yeah. to, to connect like and you know well from all accounts he's always kept a tight-knit circle right but like that's odd that is odd and it, it well it all it, kind of fits together why his it all fits it together the kind of coldness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it fits together all the coldness and especially with a new team like they're they're just gonna be like okay this is the the leader of our franchise and odd anyway hopefully it hopefully there's a way out of it I, it's hard to see it right now um they're in it and as we've said i don't necessarily think it's getting getting i don't know how it will get better so mm-hmm. the the seahawks defense there's been a lot of quotes coming out about how they changed some things up front and you know different mm-hmm. techniques and played differently and that was a big part of the arizona cardinals win I think we should talk about that in the tape podcast tomorrow with Griff. Uh, but just to acknowledge that we haven't forgotten about that, but just make sure you tune in tomorrow where we'll be By the discussing... way, Maddie, I'm proud of you. You didn't say tape pod tomorrow at all, I don't think, throughout this entire episode. Well, you know, you, you've got to get it in. You've got to get it in, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to get it in. <laughs> all right. There anything else you uh, you want to go over before we're done? No, I, th- I think we're done. What what I do want to go over, if you're watching and we, we got people in here, let's go. Uh, please do like the let's video. Go. Please do subscribe. Let's let's fly. <laughs> let's, please let's fly. do. Please. Yeah. If, and if you're listening, please leave us a five star review. We're seeing them. That's really, really positive. We appreciate it. Ichiro uh, Bobblehead wants you to subscribe. Oh, my word. It, what, he also is says he holding a Spider-Man thing. What is that? He's holding his MVP award. Oh, is that the MVP logo? It's like, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm so confused about what I'm doing right now. Where is it? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his MVP thing. Yeah, he says subscribe. He also says Seahawks by 10 this week. Mm. Seahawks by 10? Yeah. As many as 10. Yeah, that's what Ethereal okay. Bobblehead said. So what Ichiro Bobblehead says goes. So Seahawks by 10 this week, I guess. I didn't say it. Ichiro Bobblehead said it. That's wild. I kind of heard it as well. Like he's whispering because he's shy on camera. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it like Seahawks by 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, we'll be previewing that matchup as well tomorrow. So make sure you tune in. But until then, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it. It's been awesome. And uh, yeah, have a good evening. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good day. <laughs> have mm-hmm. a good one. Bye. Bye.